Mixed martial arts and boxing fans, it's time for Fighter's Fury, Inside the Heart of a Champion, with your hosts, Brendan Tobin, Seema, and Tommy Guns. It's time for Fighter's Fury on AM790, The Ticket. Ah, good Sunday morning, everybody. Welcome on in. It is Fighter's Fury here on 790 The Ticket. Hope everybody has a great holiday week coming up. This is going to be my last radio show uh, before for the week. The next time you'll hear it would be the next Fighter's Fury. But I'm going to be out this week, obviously celebrating Christmas with the family and whatnot. But I will be back uh, for the 30th and 31st. So I'm not taking like the, the end of the year two weeks that I normally do. Uh, but... Yeah, we get in here every Sunday, man. Nobody filling in for this, and I didn't feel like taping it. So we uh, we're here live, and got a pretty uh, pretty busy weekend. I would say probably a, a weekend that didn't have like the biggest consequences of out of out of uh, many of the fight weeks that we've had as of late. But uh, but still an action packed weekend. A lot of weird times for fights. We had a we had a fight on Friday night involving uh, Danny Jacobs versus Julio Cesar Chavez Jr. And that was a that was an absolutely weird ending to that one because it had everything you would expect from a Julio Cesar Chavez Jr. fight. It had everything because first of all, he shows up five pounds overweight. Uh, it cost him a million dollars on the scale, which is just which is just tremendous. Like Julio Cesar Chavez Jr., he is he gives zero f's about any of the rules about you know perception of him. It's just, yeah, whatevs. Everything that everything that everybody would hate about you being the son of a famous fighter and you being entitled and all of that stuff, he he uses all of that stuff to his advantage because he doesn't he doesn't seem to care. It doesn't matter. You go out there, you think, ah, yeah, we're gonna hit this weight. Is he gonna hit the weight? Of course, he's not gonna hit the weight. Uh, you're gonna go out there. Julio Cesar Chavez Senior, one of the toughest SOBs of all time, that's entered the ring. Champion after championship after championship, one of the greatest records of all time. When you talk about that that type of lineage, and and you know you just look at him, he is he is the epitome of of tough. And he's on he's he's ringside for this, and he's watching his son into the ring. I found it weird already from the get go that he has Freddie Roach in his corner because I was like, I remember that marriage being terrible. <coughs> so they're back together. Um, and, and they're trying to figure, and, and they're back together and trying to figure things out with this fight with Danny Jacobs, uh, Danny Jacobs looking for an interesting fight to kind of just keep him afloat because everybody that he'd be interested in has either fought recently, whether, uh, or he can't get back in the ring, whether it be Golovkin, um, whether, whether he gets a, a match with Billy Joe Saunders, any of those types of middleweights, he's now moving up and wait a little bit, trying to keep his options open. Um, but this fight was just, it was, it was, it was too it was too on the nose to even be believable because what happens is the two gentlemen they're having a having a fight and 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 Cesar Chavez Jr. looks okay. He looks okay. He's he's bringing it a little bit, especially in the early going first round. Uh, looks like he's giving Danny Jacobs the business a little bit. You know, Jacobs starts to settle in. Uh, he he starts finding his range a little bit better. Starts piecing up Julio Cesar Chavez Jr. And then we get to the we we get to this point where. All right, we go back to the corner, and and Julio Cesar Chavez Jr. is saying something to Freddie that sounds like he's saying his hand broke. And you're like, all right, well that's not great, and you know you don't want you you don't want guys going out there fighting injured. 
But there are guys who, and it depends on the injury, but there are guys who go out there and will fight with a broken hand. You know, it's it's one of those things where, you know, guys will try and make it work sometimes. I'm not going to sit here on a microphone and say that a guy's not tough to not fight through a broken hand. Okay, so it seems like this fight's coming to an end. <coughs> Let me just excuse my voice already for today because I can tell you right now it's going to be a rough one. But it's luckily that I have a, a week off coming with uh, not having to talk so much. But he he goes to Freddie and he says it's a broken hand. Okay. But then he goes to the officials and he says he can't breathe. He says it's a broken nose. It's a broken nose. Can't breathe. He says that it came from a headbutt. So they wave it off. You know, after five rounds, Chavez Jr. waves it off and... Nobody has a great explanation of as to why Danny Jacobs is uh, Danny Jacobs is is celebrating him and Chavez Jr. Don't have the greatest interaction with one another, but things in Arizona get rough real quick. They're throwing stuff at the ring. It's getting it, it's getting very very heated, and they go to a shot of Junior's father, and and the original, the original. Julio Cesar Chavez, it, he just puts his hand in his face with just the greatest look of disgust. Now, <coughs> I don't know if that had to do with him quitting, how things were going, how things were trending in that fight, but it was all too perfect for how things lined up with how that fight ended that it, it, it was just, it was such a breathtaking visual of what everything everybody thought controversy, controversy wise with Junior going in there and getting this fight. And he is, he's, he's the big draw here. Like, that's one of the things that people always look to, to Junior and be like, well, why does he keep getting all these opportunities? Why, do, why with only a round after the Canelo fight, which was a, a joke to be made in the, to, to begin with? Why are we still doing this with him? Why? Because of his name. Because of his name, guys. Like, you go around, it, 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 some of this stuff with boxing promotion, it's, it's the simplest as it gets. You have guys fight in their hometown. You have a guy who has a lineage. That guy's going to fight. That guy's going to get a big name. And so you, you talk about a passionate fan base, like, like boxing fans from Mexico are, uh, the son of the greatest legend there is. And he's going to get opportunities. And by the way, this is not something that doesn't work. Even with all the baggage that he has, everybody is there to watch Junior. Everybody is. They're not there. You know, they're not there to see Danny Jacobs, the Miracle Man, one of the best stories in boxing, uh, who's who's been at the top basically for the last five years. No one's there to see him. They're, they're, they're there to see the son of a legend. And so the problem is, they're all getting pissed with the stoppage. Because Junior's gonna say he's saying no more. I'm 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 not I'm not continuing. And they're throwing trash. They're throwing Mexican flags. It was getting rough. What our guy Lester Silva? He was uh, he covers boxing for Univision. He he's like he's got video of of the fans going nuts. Brian Kenny got pelted with something. Sergio Mora is going off on on uh, on on Junior, saying that he's a disgrace to Mexican boxing. That we go out on our shield. He is, uh, you know, he feels bad for Julio Cesar Chavez Jr., who, by the way, did come out and support his son on social media because this was the explanation. So we're all waiting on the explanation. What the hell happened? Because he tells Freddie Roach to hand. 
He then says he can't breathe. Maybe it was both. Who knows? It's all lost kind of in the in the chaos that was the ending of that fight. And Chris Mannix ends up hunting uh, Junior down, and he asks him what the hell happened. And he's claiming multiple headbutts by Danny Jacobs. That Danny Jacobs headbutt him once, and it cut open his eye, and the ref could see. Which, by the way, I, watching that, I didn't even notice it. It was a weird cut. It did seem under, and... It's not one that you would typically see from a punch. So I could see where a headbutt happened. Um, and then the next one he said was it was a it was a headbutt, but it busted up his nose and that he couldn't breathe, that he was swallowing blood. And, you know, again, none of that stuff being fantastic. It's it's uh, it's it's tough to fight through those things. But people fight through those things. You know, professional boxers on big stages, they got through those things. And and Junior has 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 quit on the stool before where he's claimed knee injury and all of a sudden just didn't want to continue and you know pe- people were not happy about it and the crowd the crowd was was going and looking at this and they're like man we we came here to support a, a guy a son of a guy who we all worship and love and and want to feel good about ourselves a lot of fighting is is wrapped in in, in culture and uh, a certain guy representing where you come from and all of that stuff. I mean, it, it really, really does. And so to see somebody kind of drag that through the mud 24 hours after he misses weight by five pounds, five, not one, not two, not a pound and a half, not I have to sweat it out, five pounds, cost him a million dollars. And he's just like, meh, meh, whatevs. Yeah, I guess. I don't know. Whatever. And the thing that is, is look, none of this is going to, if anything, this is so in line with how he's behaved. Don't be surprised if he gets another big fight because people almost want to see the sideshow. That this almost becomes your calling card as a career, that he is going to be the disaster that shows up. Who knows what he's going to do? Is he going to pass a drug test? He failed a drug, had to get had to get a uh, a stay so his so they couldn't uh discipline him for his drug test beforehand. Like he he broke basically every cardinal sin you could as a as a fighter in the lead up to this. And it's all because of his name. Like, you think about how many fighters are dying for opportunities out there. Dying for opportunities out there. To headline a card on a major broadcast. Just get on television. A major broadcast. You know, we speak to so, to plenty. Of, just get on DAZN. Just get on ESPN+. Plus, Just get on uh, Showtime, Fox, Once, on an undercard. You know, just one of those opportunities. And this guy, because of his name, gets to headline the biggest pay-per-views of the year against Canelo Alvarez. Gets to headline a DAZN card against one of their big figures in Danny Jacobs. And he is just he is just middle fingers at the entire system. Not making weight. Don't feel like it. He's ba- you know, Danny Jacobs made the point. I wasn't fighting you know, a super middleweight here. I was fighting a cruiserweight. And he's right. He was. I mean, look. Chavez looked so beefy in that fight. And I'm not talking like he looked fat. He just looked he looked like he hadn't starved himself at all to make weight for this fight. He got down to probably as uncomfortable as he was willing to go. He goes, what's that going to be, about a million? I'm making three million guaranteed for this fight. Three million guaranteed for this fight. Crazy. Um, he, he's like, yeah, all right, whatevs. And just is just like, oh, you know what? I'm fine with two million. Don't want to make the weight. And then is claiming... Hand injury to his trainer, nose injury to himself and to and to the masses, and is claiming headbutt. 
I've still yet to see the replay of the headbutt. We're all, I, I was like waiting. I was like, because I'm watching a lot of this post-fight controversy, and I'm waiting. Where is going to be the, because I would think immediately as producers on that broadcast, they're like, all right, let's go find this headbutt. They can't find it. Nobody can find it. It's, it's crazy. So we're, 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 at this, we're at this point where he is claiming of an injury. Nobody can find happen. He's, he has his dad's back now, which is cool. But it's, uh, it, was, it, was, it was a wild, wild scene, man. It was a wild, wild scene. If you guys haven't seen the Instagram uh, videos of it, I'll retweet a couple at it, of it so you guys can get an idea of it, at Brendan underscore Tobin and at 790 the ticket. So you guys can get a feel of what the hell was going down there, but it was it was in a way it was breathtakingly marvelous that this guy has fought one round since the Canelo fight that he was given because of his name, and still just up to all of his old tricks. It was it was wonderful. We'll be back with more after this. It's Fighters Fury on AM seven ninety the Ticket. Welcome back, everybody. Fighters Fury here. On 790 The Ticket, you can text the show 67974. Text on The Ticket are driven by Kendall Toyota and West Kendall Toyota. Always appreciate everybody's participation in that. You can also hit up the show on Twitter, at 790 The Ticket, on Instagram, at Brendan underscore Tobin. Actually, for that on Twitter as well, if you want. Um, we roll on here. We'll go to around 11 o'clock today. So, yesterday we had on PBC, Fox had a main event. Jermel Charlo was taking on Tony Harrison as he was looking to regain his WBC 154-pound strap. Uh, Tony Harrison won this earlier in the year where it was a somewhat controversial decision. Some of you were, were shocked that Tony Harrison ended up getting the win over over Charlo. Um, there were, but, you know, as that fight was waning down, like, you could feel like, uh, like Charlo was letting it slip away a little bit. And so... They ended up uh, finally having the rematch, and it was a very good fight. Probably a lot legitimately more closer uh, than it was, especially on the Harrison side. Harrison was really putting it on. Now, he did get he did get put on the canvas early in this fight, uh, but he was getting to the point where he was so confident. Uh, it was it was him throwing up his hands at one point in the midst of the of the closing round, where you thought that he's like, all right. He's he's at this confidence level where he's stopping, putting the hands out, letting everybody know that he's got he's got his timing down, he's got him beat, and man, I mean Charlo then just unleashed the dog on him. It was on like he 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 put hell on him. Like he it was so impressive. He goes out there, he drops him twice in the eleventh round, and you wonder whether or not Tony Harrison was going to get up for the first one. Second one, I, I don't know if he was more used to getting up, so he gets up. I didn't know if the referee was going to keep letting it go. And and Jack Reese does this weird thing, dude. He did this weird thing where he's, like, making guys do zigzag. That was weird to me. I don't, I don't know if I've, I've – maybe it's just, you know, I, I just never noticed. But normally it's just, hey, just walk towards me. And he was having Tony Harrison do, like, a sobriety test in the midst of just getting put on his ass. It was one of those things where he's just like, walk over there. Now walk to me. Walk, walk over there, now to me. I'm like, what? What? All right, if you're going to let him go, why don't, you just, why don't we just start with walk to me? And if you feel like that's not enough of a conclusion, then have him do the zigzag. But normally, I feel like a boxer, his, his instinct is, all right, you up from the count, walk towards the referee, you know that's what he's going to ask. 
Instead, he was like, walk over there, over here, there, here, here. What am I trying to do here? Am I trying to not, you know, test positive for DUI here, Jack Reese, or am I supposed to continue a boxing match? So he gets up after the whole zigzag thing, and Charlo then gets him up against the ropes. And Tony's not really fighting back. He's not getting hurt like he was in the first two, but the referee had ended up seeing enough. He stopped the fight. Harrison's upset about it. I personally didn't think that that was the place I would have stopped it. Um, but, you know, looking back on it, it was it, you were, you were, it was starting to get inevitable. Like, if he didn't stop it there, he was probably going to get clipped with something that did put him down for a third time that round, fourth round overall in the fight. Um, so it's one of those things where I didn't love the moment that it was stopped, but he probably was just saving us for what was eventually going to happen anyway. You know, it was it was going to be one of those spots where if he didn't get clipped there, he was going to get clipped again and put down. But overall, <clears throat> it seemed like Tony Harrison was uh, was defending himself pretty intelligently after intelligently after uh, after getting put down twice. So this is interesting. So now we're at a point where Charlo's got his belts back and the uh the idea is okay so what happens now does he does he do a re- does he do a trilogy with Tony Harrison this is my thoughts on trilogies all right i don't feel like you go trilogy right away unless they are all-time classics and there's really nothing else to do you know if it's something that that truly warrants a trilogy y- you go with it but a lot of the times the things with trilogies are they they're in the back like the idea here here's 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 one that that, that is pretty recent that's you know, everybody is uh, – that was talked about right after the fight happened by the boxers involved. When Anthony Joshua beat Andy Ruiz in the rematch, and Andy Ruiz fo- video bombs his interview and starts calling about the trilogy, and then Anthony Joshua's like, yeah, of course, of course we're going to do it again. And, and, it, and it legitimately seemed like that's where they were leaning to go. Like, the plan is we're going to sign another deal with Andy Ruiz, we're going to beat his ass again, we're going to be at a point where – we, uh, we, 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 we erase all doubts and they're going to go with a third fight instead of we have something that we really want to see, which is Anthony Joshua fight either Deontay Wilder or Tyson Fury, whoever comes out on top when they, when they square off in February. So there's no need for a trilogy right now. Like eventually you will want to see it or it's fine to go see it, but they got other fish to fry. Uh, same thing happened with with Conor McGregor, Nate Diaz, where yeah they could have gone with the trilogy right away, I, I suppose after they fought each other, uh, but you did want to eventually go see what the original plan was with Conor McGregor, which was can he become a two division champion? And the Nate Diaz fight, look if 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 you were announced if it was announced after the Cowboy fight that they're fighting the the trilogy against Nate Diaz in the summer, you're in, you're in because the first two fights were were that captivating, that interesting, you're in. But there, there, there's sometimes a time and a place to do that third fight. It's not always one, two, three. It's not always three. It's a lot of the times it's one, two, do some things, and eventually you'll come back. I think the same thing is going to happen with Gennady Golovkin and Canelo Alvarez. I imagine those two will have a third fight somewhere down the line. Uh, both fights were tremendous, uh, had controversy to them. Not a lot of argument that they were two among the two best middleweights in the world. So, <coughs> excuse me. The uh, so the third fight will be down the line. 
So these you notice some of the patterns that I'm saying with a lot of these. These are among the biggest names in the sport. And with 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 Jamel Charlo, you're talking about a guy who is still who I think as as both the Charlo brothers, I just feel have have great star potential. They're both just very charismatic dudes. They go and finish fights. They're fun. Uh, they're great personalities. They're damn identical twins who are champion boxers. Pretty crazy story. Uh, so they're always going to be marketable. Uh, I think the only problem for them, they're on the opposite side of the tracks of a lot of issues because most of the middleweights and, and captivating uh, middleweights are with the zone. And a lot of the times it's uh, with other things. You know, mostly it's like PBC has most of the guys. And, you know, for example, Terrence Crawford is on the ESPN side of the tracks, something like that. So. Uh, one good thing though that was out of yesterday with uh, with the Danny Jacobs fight is he was he called out Charlo, um, so that'd be a fun fight if they could get that one done. But I but I get back to the point. Tony Harrison, Jermel Charlo, third fight. You could do it, but I'd like to see Tony Harrison go out there, do some things to kind of earn his way back to making me want to see that third fight because of how that fight ended. That fight was close, but. You know, Charlo put the exclamation point on it. He he put him down. Put a guy down three times at the end of a fight. That's a pretty bold statement. Even if the fight was uh, was was going your way, swinging that way. I really, <clears throat> I don't need to see it a third time right now. I'm cool seeing it, but I'd like other stuff to happen. Same thing with Andrew Ruiz, Anthony Joshua. Look, if one day we get to the point where Anthony Joshua doesn't have the belts, and Andy Ruiz has got himself disciplined, and he go gets and gets himself a win over, you know, Luis Ortiz, or if he's somehow able to beat uh, Dillian White, or if he's able to go out and beat a Deontay Wilder, Tyson Fury, boom. Then obviously the trilogy makes sense. Let's get back to it. It's going to be an all-time robbery, and I feel like, as opposed to how Charlo ended this fight, ending all controversy with the Tony Harrison first fight, uh. I feel like Anthony Joshua still has a gear that he has to prove against Andy Ruiz because I felt like, yes, as th- even though he dominated on the scorecards, he didn't get dominate. He didn't dominate Andy Ruiz the way Andy Ruiz humiliated him in the first fight. So as standing as undisputed heavyweight champion, it just takes a little bit of a dip. You know, I, I feel like we came out of that fight not with with less controversy of the heavyweights. We came out with more controversy. You had the own damn broadcast saying to the world that the number one heavyweight in the world is Deontay Wilder followed by Tyson Fury and then we go Andy Ruiz Anthony Joshua Anthony Joshua recaptures the titles okay so I guess we're going back but Anthony Joshua is still third you know so from my standpoint I want to see some news I, you know going right to a Ruiz fight what does it prove you know does so Ruiz is this is the time and and his big calling card to it this was the thing that was most disappointing about it not to, not to harp on old stuff, but the thing that was most disappointed about Andy Ruiz's performance was him saying, this time I train. And, like, imagine that as the calling card to the countdown. Let's get ready for Joshua Ruiz 3. This time Ruiz takes it seriously. Or in really in both cases, this is the way it would go. The first fight, AJ didn't give a rat's ass about who he was taking on, only that he was fighting in America. The second fight, Andy Ruiz got even fatter and trained even less. This time, they are both super serious about facing one another. Anthony Joshua, Andy Ruiz, the trilogy no one's been waiting for. Like, 
That's the big selling point. Hey, this time, listen, listen everybody. I want to gather around here. <clears throat> we have a, we have an idea. We're gonna do we're gonna do a trilogy here between Anthony Joshua and Ruiz. First fight was super stunning. Second fight, everybody was excited for, but it wasn't that great a fight. Third fight, hear me out here. We're both gonna take each other seriously. This is gonna make for the best fight. And it's you know unless you're gonna tell me that okay they both trained to the peak of their powers this is gonna be an all time heavyweight classic you know it's a couple scenarios like one you're not gonna get AJ that surprised like he was in the first fight it's never gonna happen okay you've been knocked out by a guy in the seventh round you've been knocked down four or five times he you're never gonna surprise him again it's not gonna happen he's never gonna put himself in that type of danger and as far as Ruiz is concerned. You're going to give Ruiz more money for a trilogy, and you think that, yeah, this is what he's getting. No. No. No sale. Can't do it. Eventually, one day, maybe the time will be right. You run out of opponents for AJ. Let's just say AJ becomes undisputed heavyweight champion. You know, he beats Deontay Wilder. He beats Tyson Fury. He beats Dillian White again. He's got no opponents. No opponents to speak of. That's when you would go to to an Andy Ruiz trilogy. You know, because there's nothing left to do. So, that's my thoughts on trilogies. Trilogies are fun, but a lot of the times you gotta you gotta break glass in case of emergency. You got you gotta know when to pull that trilogy card. the 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 whole one, two, three. It's not it, it it's not it's not normally how it works that way. Usually, it's fight, immediate rematch, and then the trilogy will be there for another time. We're back after this. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage, to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is here to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell everywhere. From their all-in-one e-commerce platform to their in-person POS system. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify has got you covered. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 15% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. And sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. And Shopify is the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, and Brooklinen, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Plus, Shopify's award-winning 24-7 help is there to support your success every step of the way. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash odyssey podcast all lowercase go to shopify.com slash odyssey podcast now to grow your business no matter what stage you're in shopify.com slash odyssey podcast it's fighters fury on am 790 the ticket all right welcome back everybody fighters fury here on the ticket 
Tobin here with you. This is our last Fighters Fury before Christmas. We'll, of course, do one more before New Year's. We'll do a little bit of a best of the year next week. But I want to do something a little hokey, do something a little fun here before the Christmas time. These are my top five Christmas gifts that I want given to the fight fan this year, okay? Now, they will be a little bit locally skewed, you'll notice, in the top five rankings, but I feel like everyone's going to be down for this anyway. So these are the top five gifts that I would like if I if, if Santa was coming to me, ho, 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 not like the Santa's Enchanted Forest Santa that came to our, our way. That guy was an absolute badass, but he his range was ho, 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 and that was about all he could give me. I don't feel like if I sat on his lap, uh, he'd actually be able to give me any 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 actual fight gifts, but... These are the top five gifts I would like given to fight fans this year. No, no, no promotional BS, no promotional uh, nonsense, no hangups. If 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 Santa could come to me, he'd say, ho ho ho, Tobin. I say, hey, what's up, Santa? And he's like, what could I get you? Ho ho ho. Uh, I said, uh, you know, Santa, I'm a huge fight fan. These are the these are these are the gifts that I would like. And you know, no, some of them are reasonable. Some of them might be a little bit, uh, uh, might be a, a bit of a long shot. But this is what I want. This is what I want. It's my list. I'm sitting on this lap right now. All right, don't judge me. So if I had my ways about it, the top five gifts that I'd like from Santa for the fight fans. <clears throat> Excuse me. Number five, Tony Ferguson and Habib Nurmagomedov for the lightweight championship of the world. Now, some of you may be out there and be like, well, why are you even wasting one of your wishes on that, Tobin? Because... That's already scheduled. That's supposed to happen in April. Ah, but here's why. I need some Santa assurance that it's going to happen. It's the fifth time this fight has been scheduled. Two times already for the four times it's been scrapped on each side. It has not happened. Whether it be Habib missing weight, whether it be Tony Ferguson tripping on some wires while he's doing UFC press promoting the fight. I figure for a fight like this, I'd like a little bit of Santa's help just so I can get a little extra assurance that it's going to happen. But I need this fight to happen. I need to know what the answer is to this fight, more so than any fight. I need to know between Tony Ferguson and between Habib Nurmagomedov, who is the better fighter, who is the best lightweight in the world. And I know it's scheduled, and it, it, it's been, and it's already they've already tried doing this four other times. So any help that I could get with this would be wildly appreciated, Santa. So please, if you wouldn't mind, that's what I would like for Christmas. It's why it's higher on the list. It's why because I know it's there. I know that I'm supposed to get that gift. But I need to make sure my gift works. So if you wouldn't mind, that's what I would like. Number four on my on my on my fight Christmas list. John Bones Jones fights for the heavyweight title. I finally want to see it. All right. This Dominic Reyes fight, it's cool. I'm I'm excited to see John Jones, but at this point, I watch John Jones because I just know I'm watching the best guy to ever step inside an octagon, and I'm I'm really jonesing for a fight where I'm like, ooh, I need to know that there's a shot this guy loses. And you know what? It's fighting. Maybe Dominic Reyes will beat John Jones. Maybe. Probably not. He's the best to ever do it. He takes away your best weapons. He makes you uncomfortable. He butches you with his range, and you end up losing. He'll take away. He'll take away. Whatever you think you're going to do to him, he takes away. And if he takes you seriously, he's uh, he's going to beat your ass. Now, there's a possibility that, you know, he may go all John Jones and be a little reckless and 
and be uh, be a bit of a party animal, maybe you'll get yourself a, a John Jones versus Alexander Gustafsson one. Maybe. Maybe that'll happen. I don't know. But I think it's high time John Jones fights for the heavyweight championship of the world. I would like that to be against Stipe. That would be my ultimate wish if I had to if I had to pick it against. Um, him versus Francis Ngannou would also be completely fun. But I don't know if Francis can beat Stipe. I saw, I saw Stipe absolutely dominate Francis Ngannou. Uh, Ngannou's got himself a hell of a challenge coming up with Rosenstrike. You know, the, those two, a couple of guys who throw big, big bombs. But I would like it to finally be the year where we see the GOAT go for his second championship, and that would be for the heavyweight title. He's done all there is there is to do at light heavyweight. So just go and do it. That's what, that's what I would like to be for my second gift. Okay? Number three, from Santa. Now, I know this one's a bit of a long shot. All right? This is why it's higher. It's, it's higher on the list because I feel like I need more of Santa's superpowers. But, man, do I want to see this fight. And I feel like, out of all of these, <coughs> it's probably, honestly, the furthest away. I feel like this is the fight that is least likely to happen out of anything on my list. But it's important to know who the guy is. And that is Terrence Crawford versus Errol Spence for the welterweight championship in boxing. I need to know, between those two gentlemen, who is the top fighter at 147 pounds. It has really been one of the most important boxing divisions now for the better part of a decade. It is it is ruled supreme, mostly because Floyd Mayweather was the biggest moneymaker in boxing. But since he has basically exited and only does gimmick fights against MMA fighters or you know, Japanese kickboxers and all that stuff. I would like to know who the man is at 147 pounds. And I don't know if we're going to get that. You know, Errol Spence made a, made a return last night on the Fox broadcast. It was great to see him because it is really a miracle that Errol Spence is, 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 is going to be fighting this year when you see the video of the car accident that he was in. Thrown from his convertible. Thrown. And the fact that he had... Busted up ribs, busted up teeth, and that was it. Very scary. Nobody would want it to happen to us, but he, but a lot of us saw that and thought he should be dead, and he's alive. And so that that in itself is 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 very blessed. It's, it's great that that is that that is the case. But these two have been flirting with each other, but there has not been a bigger divide. It feels like than Top Rank and Al Heyman. And PBC, but it is so important. None of these guys, not, not Danny Garcia, not 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 Keith Thurman, not Sean Porter. Like I was seeing this week, they may let Sean Porter go and fight Terrence Crawford. No thanks. No th- I know how good Sean Porter is. He's very rough. Nobody wants to fight Sean Porter, but all these elite guys are just a little bit better than Sean Porter. All right, you, you're going to get into a fight that you're going to come out uncomfortable. It's going to be rough and tumble but you're going to have just enough skill to get the better of them. And I feel like that's going to be the case with Terrence Crawford. I'll watch it. Don't get me wrong, but it's not what I want for Christmas. What I want for Christmas is Terrence Crawford versus Errol Spence. Those guys are the two best at 147 pounds. Please, Santa and fight gods, let us make that happen. Errol Spence, Terrence Crawford, undisputed welterweight champion. Book it. Make it happen. Number two. Number two. This one's going to take a couple of steps. All right. It's not impossible. It's not far away from happening. 
it's 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 actually probably closer without the caveat that I want on it than it is if it were just to happen straight up. But I want it with a little bit of a wrinkle. I want Conor McGregor versus Jorge Masvidal for the welterweight championship of the world. If I was here in front of Fight Santa and I was sitting on his lap and he said, ho, 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 what do you want, Tobin? Santa, I want Conor McGregor against Jorge Masvidal, but I want it for the welterweight championship of the world. And what that means is I would like Jorge Masvidal to win his fight against Kamaru Usman. No easy task. No easy task. But I'd like him to win his fight against Kamaru Usman for the welterweight championship, which is the fight I feel he should have next. I want Conor McGregor to get one, maybe two wins at welterweight, set himself in line for a title shot. Crazy. Maybe earning a title shot. And I want eventually, I want the year to end with those two in an octagon. Conor McGregor going for his third championship. Jorge Masvidal defending that championship. Biggest fight of the year. Jorge Masvidal has his cake and eats it too. Gets himself not only as a champion, but then he gets the big blockbuster fight he's been dying for his whole life. Bigger than Nate Diaz. Bigger than all this stuff. But he's also champion of the world, and he's defending it against a guy who's going for his third division championship. That, that's a Christmas present. That's a Christmas present. And finally, number one. Number one on this list. And I think that if you had to ask most fight fans, this is numero uno. Deontay Wilder, Anthony Joshua, for the undisputed heavyweight championship of the world. Now, we got a fight we got to get through with Tyson Fury. And maybe Tyson Fury comes out on top. A lot of people's minds, he won that first fight. But the fight everybody wants to see is not Deontay Wild, uh, Tyson Fury versus Anthony Joshua. It's cool. It's cool. It's cool for the Brits. You know, those are their two guys. Face of boxing. They're a great fan base. But what everybody's been wanting to see, let's be real about it, is Deontay Wilder and Anthony Joshua in a ring together. And I feel like in a lot of people's minds, this fight isn't as hard to pick as it used to be. I think a lot of people right now, I think the the odds would heavily favor Deontay Wilder. I think people feel AJ is very, very vulnerable. But these guys, the despise they have between each other, the the cross-country rivalry they have between each other, the promotional rivalry they have between Deontay Wilder, Eddie Hearn, um, I, I just and, and the idea that they both have a little bit of knockout power. Tyson Fury, you know he's going in there. He's going to try and box your socks off. AJ, I hope he's going to come in there with the mentality. I want to knock out the most dominant knockout artist there is this side of Mike Tyson. And if we could have any gift, Santa, any gift at all for this Christmas, my top is Deontay Wilder. Versus Anthony Joshua for the heavyweight championship of the world. Give me a better list. Doesn't exist. Doesn't exist in the fight realm. I don't care. You, you can be some other ones. Those are stocking stuffers. These are under the tree, right there for you. Boom. So that's it. That's the list. Number five, Tony versus Khabib actually happens. Number four, John Jones makes his debut at heavyweight, wins and and fights for the heavyweight championship. Number three. 
Errol Spence versus Terrence Crawford for the welterweight championship. And number two, Jorge Masvidal, Conor McGregor fighting for the welterweight championship. And number one, Deontay Wilder, Anthony Joshua, undisputed heavyweight championship of the world. Give me a better list. Doesn't exist. That's the tops right there. So, everybody have a great rest of your week. Have a very, very Merry Christmas. A happy Hanukkah to everybody. Happy holidays to everybody. All that stuff. We will be back next Sunday. Get you prepped for the new year. Put a, put a little no, – no UFC for a while. I mean, it's crazy. I didn't even shout out Korean Zombie getting the win over Frankie Edgar. Uh, devast, devastating win. I mean, he, he beat, the, beat the hell out of Frankie Edgar. Um, you know, Frankie took that fight on short notice. Company man, absolute badass. Um, you know, Korean Zombie's got a case for, for, for a title shot for sure. He's, he's he, you know, and he called out Volkanovsky. That's, that's an interesting one. But um, no UFC until the Conor McGregor-Cowboy Cerrone fight. So we'll get plenty into that. But that's like four weeks without UFC. That's pretty wild. Uh, so we have that coming up and then, uh, you know, whole whole lot of boxing, man. So we'll get you all prepped for that next week. But appreciate everybody tuning in, all the texters, all the listeners. You guys are the best. You missed any of the show, you can download the podcast, radio.com app, theticketmiami.com. You can download it on Apple, Google Play. All those platforms are available for you and uh, and and all that stuff and whatnot, man. And if you miss any of the show, there'll be clips up on YouTube as well. Subscribe at Tobin Show. Uh, follow at Brendan underscore Tobin. All that jazz, all right? Everybody have a great, great holiday week, and we'll talk to you in about a week's time. Next Sunday, Fighters Fury, Sundays at 10 a.m. right here on The Ticket.